This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I don't say knock knock who's there because I don't really care who's on the other side of the door. Do you know what I mean? My name's Keen. And I'm James, otherwise known as a poor man's Don French. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sissy Dead Pod. We are a drag race podcast that's currently trying to yassify season three of UK and make it a little bit more palatable for the gays. Welcome along. We have a fantastic guest in the form of Alison Spittle, and today we are all dissecting the episode nine of season three, The Pearly Gates Roast. Alison was in great form this morning. <laughs> she was really she, she was she was giddy from a gig last night and brought that same energy to, to chatting about the roast. It was really fun to talk to her. And if you're looking for something really fun to do, perhaps you might want to join us. At our live show, Jazz Hands. There is Jazz Hands. There are about eight tickets left, so you want to get in there, and you don't need to worry. With all the like the the sort of like neg, neg vibes going on at the moment, we are doing our best to make sure that the thing is going to be one hundred percent COVID safe and compliant. So you don't need to worry about that side of things. Just come along, bring a couple of cans of pre mixed gin and tonic, and enjoy the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season three with us and if you're one of our main listeners from outside of Dublin don't worry we've got you covered there are live stream tickets available as well so if you head over to our Instagram pod, there's a link in the bio to an Eventbrite and you can find it and then you can join us at half eight after the show airs where we'll be recording live in front of the audience with our fabulous guest Aaron McGathy and you can still join us even if you are from a distance <laughs> oh how beautiful <laughs> but for now let's welcome back onto the show Alison Spittle Alison Spittle, thank you so much for joining us today. It's the stand-up challenge. I mean, who else could we ask? Come on. <laughs> How have you found the season so far uh, to this point? I, I've i had, like, different feelings about it, like, before. I think I felt maybe... Because uh, I read a lot of, like, uh, you know... The, I, I, I treat RuPaul a lot like football. Like, I like a lot of the backdoor drama within as well, like... <laughs> and the transfer market and everything like that and you know <laughs> post match analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even like I even you know when like some queens go off social media and you're like, What are you up to? But uh, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> if I was a queen, I would just get off social media for a couple of weeks, you know, even if I wasn't yeah. on it like an air of mystery. Well I mean that apparently is what the, the actual queen of the UK has done. She's like vanished off social media, won't be seen to February. Clearly she's doing all stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think like this episode kind of made me feel at peace with who's in the top four. I mean, because I lost a lot of favourites on the way. There was a lot of change and stuff around. Mm, yeah. But uh, I do think these queens, uh, I do think these queens are great. And uh, yeah, so all in all, I'm feeling all right about it. I'm feeling good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of been the case that it's like, We've rushed to a top four, mm. and then then they've been like, "Well, let me take the time now to show you why this top four deserve to be the top four, which is normally not the way they go about it. No, no. And I think it, like it what it is like we did lose a couple of people along the way who you kind of like Victoria Scone, obviously having to leave the competition so early, that was kind of a big loss because she was so favored going into it. And then even like Veronica Green not maybe performing to the level that people were expecting. Yeah. And even like Charity Case going at the time that the, like there were people who were kind of going and especially with Vanity Milan feeling a little, a, just a little nudged through uh, mm-hmm. in some weeks. Um, 
but yeah, this week they really and actually I found Vanity Milan this week and last week. Like that message from her husband just Oh, <laughs> I cried. I cried. I don't know if it's the hangover, but I cried. Like I just fully <laughs> I, I just was like, that is a beautiful relationship. None of us, you may not win the crown vanity, but you have won in life. Genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, I was thinking, I was like, she doesn't need a crown. She's got quite a happy and stable life, you know? <laughs> Isn't that the crown we're all fighting for? Yeah, really? it really is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found them all. I actually think Kitty's parents mm. uh, got me going the most, I think. I just thought they were oh. such. And looking at the two of them, you can see exactly how she's the sum of the two of them, and they're sitting there yeah. and they're surrounded by the dogs. You can just imagine that for Kitty's got, Kitty's got claws. So, yeah, I thought that was great. Can we just mention, though, the most depressed looking dogs in all of them? Those dogs were not like no. in Kitty's. Those. <laughs> <laughs> The most non-plus dogs I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and also Kitty's parents' incredible conservatory. Yeah, oh my like, gosh, that was conservatory porn. Conservatory oh, yeah. porn. I was Dermot Banning myself. Like I really was so much natural light. Incredible. Um, oh, so, so you grow some plants in there as well. Like you get a kind of greenhouse effect. Oh. I mean, it really is multifaceted. Uh, Crystal's parents as well. The dad, as soon as he talks, made me cry. If if a dad mm. makes the minimum minimum effort in anything, I cry. <laughs> I don't know if it's like uh... I, I actually understand that because it, it really is like the mother can be like giving sort of like oh my god you're the most amazing person in the entire world we thought we've always known this like giving all of that and then the dad just goes you're all right and I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, are we frozen for you? Oh, no, we're, we're good, back. we're good, we're good. We're, we're back. Yeah, okay, <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, it's all been, it's all been uh, great. Who who have we not mentioned there? Oh, Ella Bidet. Oh, the yeah. Ella Bidet is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Ella Bidet's partner's perfect. The dog looks grumpy. It was it was cute. Also, professional green screen background um, that the, the partner was filming in front of, I thought was... Mm. You know, but we heard so much about Estonia over the season. I kind of was like, but where's Ella's partner from? I was curious about that. That's true. A vanity and Crystal didn't seem to know who Kathy Burke was when she oh, was completely. Announced. They did not know who she was. No, I I love uh, Kathy Burke for me is a legend. Like uh, once there was a rumor that she went to my neighbor's house in Westmead, but I don't think that's true. But like when I was a kid. I was like, oh my god, she's at my neighbor's house. Uh, so, um, for, for me, she's a personal hero. I love her so much, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 like we we forget Crystal. Has Crystal seen September the Eleventh live, or was she too young? I think too young. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, was probably just, born that year, maybe, or born a year year later, maybe. I can't handle that. I need someone that's seen that that fears and knows what September the eleventh is. Like in front, I, I love when you say September the eleventh live as if it's like a touring musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it, it's such like a line in the sand for generations. I think it's either like you were either alive and can remember nine eleven. Or you can't. Yeah. yeah and it absolutely. was like you could very clearly see when RuPaul said Kathy Burke that like Elle of a Day and Kitty Scott Claus were both genuinely like jumping up and down with joy and vanity and Crystal were kind of like polite, 
Plight claps. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she wasn't in the Saturdays. <laughs> uh, but Kathy did a great runway walk, though, where she like gave the two fingers, well, both sets of two fingers to the camera. I thought that was classic. No, yeah. that's yeah. very Kathy Burke. I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then they go off and they're writing their their jokes. Alison, I'm wondering, have you ever written a joke in your dreams? Uh... Uh, I have, but it, it was more of a nightmare dream scenario. So oh, it was God, like, right. yeah. I often dream about dying on stage. Like that's a big thing. So uh, no, but I've never. It's never been a good joke. Like you know, you, <laughs> you have to think about it more. Like because kind of- I was having a because we're doing a live show next week, oh, and my God. I I was having a dream that instead of the live show being the live podcast, it was a live snatch game. And I hadn't decided what my character was going to be. But my friend came in and was like, oh, I'm going to do Kitty Scott Claus. And then I wrote a joke for her in my dream. And for the fact it was in my dream, I thought this was a reasonably good joke, right? So she was being Kitty Scott Claus, you know, one of the gals allowed. And the joke was, Cheryl is good, Kimberly's better. When I see Harry Styles, I always get wetter. You know, I thought for a dream, that's not bad. Uh, that is some internal monologue. That I mean, <laughs> that is, you know, <laughs> that is. <laughs> These are the. It's, but I, that's I, a sex poem. That yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. You know, <laughs> it was like that's the opening to a fantasy. You know, <laughs> I do. I yeah. could see that as a, as a snatch game answer. I don't know, but not a very good one. But I'll go with it. <laughs> Um, the, I, this kind of reminded us all of season two uh, mm. and the order and the whole shit sandwich conversation and the Lawrence Cheney throwing a strop at Ellie Diamond and in comparison this was incredibly easy Ella was like I want to shaft them and they all gave me uh, their preferences and their preferences line up perfectly with being shafted so it's a win-win everyone's happy let's go right for it <laughs> <laughs> choose your own poison yeah yeah, definitely. I did like that we didn't get all that drama about like I don't want to go first. I don't because like I mean I suppose going first is 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 definitely going to be the one that's the most intimidating because the crowd is sitting there in front of you having like done nothing and and especially if it's your ex competitors like they're going to be judging mm. you even a bit more hardly. But I think after that kind of once you're in the flow mm. of it, it probably doesn't matter too much where you where you go. Um, no, and like sometimes it can be good to go up first because like as we saw with the uh, Vanity doing the Anubis joke where it's like getting on the bus, it wasn't as funny because out of the day had done a version of it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. Yeah, I guess so. When when everyone has to write basically the same material going forward, first definitely can't have a... I know. Can't have an advantage. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that task. I couldn't do that thing of like... That's like going... It's like the dole office, right? If they were going, yeah, you'll get your dole if you do a joke about the, to the person giving it to you. And you're like, oh, like, okay, I'll give it my best shot. You know? <laughs> but so you're, you're, you wouldn't be the fan of having to write a roast? Um... Not to the person that, like, can directly, oh, yeah. like, I'll do a roast of an enemy. Oh, yeah. buddy, you give that to me. Because all of my enemies are pathetic and they can't control my career. But, you know. <laughs> Very much as a power balance there. Like, yeah. I, I can't deal with I do want to see that, that sketch, though, of having to, you know, roast the person giving you your toll money. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I guess you can pick on Michelle in this scenario because, you know, 
she isn't behind the 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 controls as much but then is is you know someone you know a lot about and the other queens like i'm surprised there was that it, most of the queens didn't seem to go for the other queens as much as they did maybe their other competitors or even the judges and i thought they would be the easiest to pick on because they were barely mic'd up struggle to remember who got knocked out in the early weeks like, yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like they all remembered anubis because anubis went first but the rest and they're like we don't know who went after that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go into the performances then so crystal was up first and you know what mm. Look, this was obviously the we got the de- the dying a death edit, but for the dying the death edit, I actually thought it wasn't the worst. Like she tried, I felt she really committed to it. It just you know the, the jokes mm-hmm. were the best. Yeah, it's kind of the the how were you dealing with the ASMR element of this show? Like um, I kept hearing, I could hear everything. I could hear. Uh, Vanny's pearls were clacking away for the whole <laughs> clicking, clacking, just Janie Mac. I thought there was a nervous person tapping something behind me. I was like, what's going on here? And I could like literally hear gums going against lips. It felt, I felt like weirded out by the sounds. Um, yeah, she wasn't that bad. She wasn't, uh, yeah, she wasn't good, but I've seen worse steps <laughs> on RuPaul. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I do think as well, you can tell that she's 19 and that like her drag experience has been reared through RuPaul because she was doing all the same jokes we've seen people roasting RuPaul with to kind of like, mm. like even that joke about my great, 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 great. Like, I think that like, was it one of the other Queens did that at an all stars, like old, old, old. So we've seen all the versions of all of, all of her jokes, like the Michelle's a slush, the, you know, all the old jokes. Like it was just very much kind of, these are the tropes you expect in a RuPaul roast and I'm going to just throw them out. And it got really repetitive. The funniest mm. bit of, of her thing was when RuPaul interjected with "Not anymore." Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god! <laughs> it's like Ru does not give a shit at this point, does she? She's no. like <laughs> stepping on their necks, you know. Yeah. Uh, but isn't it mad how in drag, like recognition, is a thing that people like within outfits? If you like, if you. If you kind of like tip your hat to something that's happened before, they're like, oh, they've done that. But with comedy, it doesn't work at all because it's originality that you really need or yeah. confidence, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, but also yeah, the jokes, with the way they were set up, which was my great, 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 great. Like I felt for that, she, she like we all knew she was going to say grandmother. Yeah. So I felt the fact that she dragged out the great so long, she would have had to have said something else to make the joke work. Because at that point, she just ended up saying exactly what we expected to, and then it wasn't funny. Yeah. And the same with the with the virgin joke. She just dragged out the whole a virgin, someone who hasn't had sex. A vir- yeah, and she says it a few times. And mm. yeah, again, she just drags the arse out of a joke that was what a three out of ten to begin with. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> she made it worse for herself. Yes. <laughs> now here I am standing and I'm sweating over even doing a snatch game in a dream. So I'm not saying I'd be any better. No, it is amazing watching the snatch game. I was like, some people aren't funny. 
and that's okay yeah. you know yeah. like, that's, that's... <laughs> but no that is exactly it it's got you look at chris he's like this isn't your skill set and that's fine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i thought she was a good sport when rue kind of turned on her as well because she kind of was just like you know look i'm not the best i was gonna take it on the chin and and move on yeah and for someone who's 19 I think the only I think that's you know yeah. that could have gone worse. Because I do think sometimes with the, the the really fashiony queens, they take themselves so so seriously that they aren't like if they hear any sort of suggestion of them not being like absolutely perfect beauties, yeah. they get so frustrated. Where she she mm. seems really and this is like throughout the whole competition, seems really like happy to laugh at herself and really happy to be the butt of a joke if it's funny and. I think that speaks really well to 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 her character and to like her performance as as a drag queen. And she knows she's not funny. Like she knows that she's not funny in that way as well, mm. which is good. She's not, she's not Miss Fame delusional. No, I'm like no. oh Miss Fame. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it's hilarious that RuPaul is was essentially organized the gig and told them what to do and then heckles them for the side. Which, uh, <laughs> if you're ever thinking of putting on a comedy gig, don't do that. <laughs> Very unprofessional. Wait <laughs> like, for RuPaul to steal the moment at, his, at the gig he organized for somebody else. Like, it's a, that's ego right, right, 101. Yeah. Oh, stop. I had, like, flashbacks to a gig in Longford where a man ran a gig and then, like, heckled us from the side. And I still, oh, had, to, I still had to ask him for 20 euro at the end it was oh my like, god uh, that yeah. is the most horrific thing would you believe it not the most horrific thing to happen to me in Langford but uh, that's for another time <laughs> <That is rude. laughs> I think that man should organise a roast where all the comedians did that joke just stand on stage and roast him <laughs> oh my god I, I've been asked to do roast but I won't do it I can't like I just take everything so personal do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I would be yeah. like you've made an enemy for life were you expecting Elevate to be good? Um, I wasn't ex- expecting her to be that good. She's incredibly professional. Yeah, that was so good. Um, I mean, like, if if we're gonna like talk, if we're gonna go inside baseball on this kind of thing, um, like I I made some notes about uh, wait there until I have a look here. Uh, God, Ella Vade is so professional. That's not what I took down. Um, the a new like the forehead. You know the forehead line. I think yeah. was it for Veronica Green. Yeah. Uh, like that's an old joke. That's a that's an old oldest. There's one of the oldest jokes in the book. But because she said it with such confidence, um, it came like she was just incredible. I think the thing is uh there's a difference between her and Kitty Scott Claus, and I see why she won the episode, and I kind of like um. I see myself as more of a Kitty Scott Claus, if you get me. Like she's a Kate, Kitty's confidence is not not the best or whatever. Uh, I don't think like uh, Ella Bade is particularly more confident than Kitty, but she just she has the tools to help herself, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's why she's winning so much is because she's kind of centered and. Uh, I don't think I don't think Ella's the most talented, but I think she's the best all rounder. And I think yeah. that's that's what happened today. She fully deserved to win. Yeah. Like no, 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 yeah, no arguing about that. Yeah. But um the thing yeah, she she didn't do what Kitty she didn't look down. She kind of uh and I was kind of a, a little bit annoyed because I was watching that and I I've been doing comedy a very long time and I was like, I still haven't mastered that yet. Like I still <laughs> I still am Kitty, do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, she was really good. She deserved to win it. Like uh, Alan Carr, the line about the tongue being in prison, great line. Yeah. There was so <laughs> many good ones. And even the joke about if I was get a brain transplant, I'd want crystals because hers isn't used yet. I, that's not where I thought that was going. I no. thought that, that was like the, the, the I guess the the dig at crystal was the same, but the phrasing was different. I thought that was yeah. Cool. I loved the the robotic fashion girl joke as well. Like talk about typecasting. It was a, like the, the jokes were really clever, and I think that because she's like a West End performer and used to probably learning lines and like used to that, like she was able to write quickly, or she was able to write. She was able to perform. She had the skills of performing with confidence and learning lines quickly, which gave her an advantage of being able to walk away from the stage. And that ability to like leave the little pedestal thing and walk off, like it does instill you with this sense of confidence of here's a person who kind of, who's a person who has the ability to keep, Rue even said it, like, you know, you're in a safe pair of hands with this person, you know, you're free to Because sometimes when you go to a comedy show and someone, when when the person standing on the stage doesn't have like a hundred percent confidence in themselves, there is that little bit of you going like, "Oh God, is this how is this going to yeah. go?" Um, I think with Ella, there wasn't even a, a moment uh, of that. Like she was just so, "I'm here. This is my show." You kind of forgot yeah, that she was yeah. a competitor, even. Me yeah. slide into my DMs. Uh, the, I may be <laughs> thirty-two, but I but I taste eighteen. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I, I thought about it for longer than two seconds, and I was like, "Oh God!" Uh, which is what I want in a stand-up gig. Is uh, you know, it's to ponder on uh, is that about come or what is that? Like that's what I want in a joke, genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> and then not get the time to actually think about it because the next one comes along and, and then yeah. you're kind of thinking about them afterwards yeah, yeah. No. yeah. anal rejuvenation I just don't know <laughs> 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 yeah nothing better than getting the bus home and listening and thinking about anal rejuvenation <laughs> I think the best joke Vanity told was um the joke about her and her, her husband have a language barrier and the only word she knows in Estonian is orange. I thought that was great. And then she over-explained it and she ruins the magic to it. Uh, but I think there were moments, like you could yeah. see the time, opportunities she had where she could have been excellent, where they kind of highlighted where she kind of picked up the microphone and she went up and then she just, like, she just didn't have the confidence in that moment to actually think of something on the spot, I think. But I think, you know, if she, if she went at it, she could actually be quite good. I also think yeah, I, that had she had she confidently told that joke about pissing, I really like. It wasn't even really a joke. It was like something that would be written inside, like a it's wine o'clock minions birthday card or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we need more piss play positive uh, cards. Yeah. So get out a hallmark about that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and Mark have been instilling the sexual negativity in our society for decades. <laughs> it really has been quite the week for piss. Like it's been like... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was great. I thought like uh, I thought the orange line deserved more from the audience. Like yeah. I think they were they were getting, like, and for her to overexplain it is because it didn't get the reception that it deserved. Um, yeah, maybe. I but but the thing is, uh, I think. She, I, I don't think she wrote that many jokes. If I'm being, I think she thought that like natural comedy would come out. It felt to me like that. Like it felt like the opposite to Elevate. Yeah. You know, like I, um, yeah. So I, I like the green ass bitch uh, comment. 
Like that yeah. was good. Because I was like, when's that coming to the West End? You know, that would be great. <laughs> and it was like whenever she was awkward and needed to fill time, she just was like, dead to your eyes. You know, it was like almost like a tick or something that she had. Just like, what are we going to do now? Just say dirty rice. I just see I, I've also sort of, I've missed the development of this dirty rice narrative throughout the season. I don't there understand. There's no it. development or no narratives. There's no... <laughs> I like it's like kind of like oh we'll be oh we'll all be polite and like clap at the thing she thinks is going to be her catchphrase that she'll have on her merch but like we didn't like I I felt very much like I don't understand why everyone is, I, like, I think it was it. the it was the joke from Snatch Game that the character used to was, was I think it's a it's a catchphrase or something from the character that she played in Snatch Game and that she's carried through since Snatch Game well I yeah. liked her I liked her White Supremes joke I thought that was fun <laughs> and that was wonderful and what was the the refer- the L of a day thing we'll send your luggage was that some I saw someone share something with Destiny's Child on that like about one of the other men like members getting kicked out of the band no, no, I think it must be. That's what I, I was watching it, and I was like, that must be a very deep cut. Yeah. Because uh, I thought she would go, like, you're Michelle, you're Kelly, and then, like, whoever they didn't like the least was, like, you're Farah, or, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Latavia. That's a, yeah, Latavia. Yeah, yeah. Or you, you're Tina Knowles. <laughs> Not even in the. <laughs> was it, is it dad yeah. called Michael? Matthew. Matthew Knowles. Yeah, let's let's never slander Michael Knowles. Well, what, no. what, <laughs> what's, I'm gonna look up what Michael Knowles is up to. <laughs> oh, he's an American author. Okay, not Beyonce's oh. dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that what it says on Wikipedia? Yeah, <laughs> not Beyonce. a conservative political cop. No, fuck Michael Knowles. Oh, yeah, no. I am fully in, in favour of slandering Michael Knowles. He destroyed Destiny's Child and deserved abuse. Exactly. <laughs> right, finally then was was Kitty. Um, Joe, I kind of felt kind of teased a bit because she kind of said that she was the queen of a thousand impersonations and then never gave us any. And maybe that's just the edit because they didn't land in the studio or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, I kind of had expected more from her. Like, I think she's she was more funny in the acting challenge than she was at this. I found. Yeah, a lot of her um, like her jokes were. Um, I actually did like. I like. I liked a lot of jokes, but it went more mean. Like, I think that because Ella had been a bit more like her thing seemed to have been a bit more thought out or something. Like, I thought Kitty's jokes were all like really funny and like sort of you know, but they were very cutting and quite mean. They 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 went into that category. Um, but I, I loved the poor man's Don French. I thought that was that was so funny. And mm-hmm. to have the gall to say that to Cassie Burke, I was just like, fair play. <laughs> I know. It was a, I feel like uh, the first bit where Kitty was talking about being mistaken for her mum on a holiday when she's 14, I thought that was brilliant. I, I already imagined the haircut that Kitty must have had. <laughs> Uh, as a 14 year old and I was like yeah that's scans do you know what I mean yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's funny because it's true <laughs> yeah and that's my favourite type of family so I was really into that I think Katie generally and I, I, so Katie's like my favourite so I don't mind kind of saying this but I, I think Kitty has a slight issue with knowing what goes too far because sometimes when Kitty talks to Vanity I'm like all the time kind of waiting for you know, like the whole series, when Katie does her bit, she's great at impersonations. But I don't think she's 
brilliant at knowing what the line is between like being funny and being a bit catty and then being a bit a bit cutting like it's a it's a hard line and that's not a personal that's not like she's a bad person or anything like that that's not through virtue it's just a a matter of you know not knowing quite where the line is uh and so she's not controversial but sometimes like she'll go oh hello bitch by the way uh everyone hates you <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah. Well, because she's the reference queen and we get so many references with her and she's so fluent to pop cultural references. Going into it, I was hoping that we'd get maybe some background references on Alan Carr. And I know we got, and we find it, and I was kind of happy when we got the reference to Michelle being on Strictly. But I, I thought that just only read as mean because we've heard how disappointed Michelle was about that. And I think if the, if there was a punchline about mi- being misunderstood like like that, I think that would have worked better. But yeah, it just read as mean. And then she kind of tried to save it and then kind of put the foot in again. I don't know. I just, it, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she, um, like, I think that in different, in, in all of her lives, there's the line is in different places with different people. So when you're, you can be really, really horribly problematically mean with your closest friends, as long as you never mm. put it out in front of an audience or into the real world. But maybe Kitty doesn't understand the need to like move the line depending on who mm. you're talking to. And I think you are right. Like some of the things, like I actually thought the joke about Strictly, I really enjoyed it, but it was sort of, the, you were, there was like a, like it kind of, it probably needed to be softened a little bit at the end or like commit it. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know, like she just has such a naturally wonderful personality. And I really, yeah. I, she's the one I would like to win the most, but I feel like Ella mm. Day probably win. Cause exactly as you said, Alison, like the, total all-rounders hell of a day and um, but I just yeah I really like Kitty and if she had been able to like be a bit more confident and move away from her notes throughout the performance you probably would have just you would have forgiven some of the 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 kind of scattiness of the the the, the material mm, yeah like uh I, I I want hell of a day to win I don't think it'll happen but like uh She's you want elevate to it or you want oh, Kitty Scott Claus to it? Shite, Jesus Christ, I think the Prosecco <laughs> hangover is kicking in now. No, I want Kitty Scott Claus to win. Uh, but I, I'm kind of accepting that it kind of is Elevate's competition. Yeah. And oh, well, I actually think Kitty Scott Claus is going to win. Um, and I'd like it to win Ooh, as well. Based Kitty- on the, La- the fact that Lawrence Cheney won, I think Kitty Scott Claus is going to win because. What I've realised is that Elevade is the Bimini Bamboulash of the season. It doesn't feel like it because you know, the runways haven't quite been there. But actually, Ella and Bimini have all won four challenges and they've all been the same challenges. They both won the girl group challenge, the snatch game, the stand-up and the acting challenge. Oh, you so got receipts on this. I got receipts. <laughs> so I'm going to say if last year's anything to go by or season two's anything to go by, Kitty's going to beat the Lawrence Cheney, Ella's going to be the Bimini and I think Kitty's going to win. That's my theory. And I'd be up for that because I think Kitty has kind of held the season together at a desk we have to be able to. The thing is, though, next week's challenge, of course, is a singing and dancing challenge. And um, Elle of a Day is a West End sort of singing and dancing queen. So that could definitely push. But, sh- but sure, Bimini did better at a little bit of love as well. And Yeah, it is true, actually. Win. I'm excited for the Christmas song, though. I mean, I love yeah. Aces of Christmas. It's my favourite RuPaul song. <laughs> um, okay, after the break, we'll be chatting about the runway. But first, here is a clip from a fellow Headstuff podcast that's new to the network. It's called The Cinestream Club. And let's have a listen. I'm Trevor. I'm Ed. And I'm Andrea. And we are... 
The The Cinestream Club. Where we take a movie that society deems a classic and put it to the Cinestream test. Where we ask all the tough questions like, does this movie make any sense? Why isn't Tom Hanks in this movie? How many sandwiches are in this film? What kind of watches are people wearing? Was that sex scene really necessary? Says my mother. What trivia does Trev know in Trev's Trivia? What trivia do I know? In Trev's trivia. That's what I said. I, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these questions and more will be answered every fortnight in the Cine Stream Club. Available from wherever you get your podcasts. And the Headstuff Podcast Network. Okay, onto the runway. The category is Oh My Goddess, which written down now I can see is also a pun on Oh My Goodness. Um, I mean, I have to say... Great looks across the board from all four of them. And I mean, Crystal, is Christopher Sachi the best fashion queen on the UK franchise yet? Yes, Possibly. I think so. Oh, yeah, by a mile, by a mile. Yeah, yeah. By, by an absolute mile. Like, this, was, this look was absolutely beautiful. Like, it kind of looked like it should be like displayed in some kind of a religious institution and worshipped. <laughs> yeah. I was questioning, of- was it cultural appropriation? Because I, I just kept getting... Like Juju's sort of like Southeast Asian um, sort of deity look. So I was wondering what was the culture we were seeing, but I, I don't think it's a big issue. Was it was it Mayan? Was it like I felt I kind of got oh, like, maybe. but like I think maybe it's from so many cultures. Then it's like like the way sci-fi uh, costumes are made, where mm. they take from so many cultures that you can't see what culture it is or whatever. True. But, uh, yeah. It could be, it could be, and like, it, it, see, I'm not quite, it's funny, as a white person, I don't feel qualified to say whether something's not culturally, yeah. appro- you know, appropriation or, or not, mm. but, but to my, to my white Irish eyes, uh, no, <laughs> but that's not, <laughs> that's not the, you know. Yeah, it could be. It definitely could be cultural appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I guess I didn't know where the cultural touch point was. That's I think the the, for for all of these looks, actually, they they kind of did have that sort of you know they could there could be elements of like different religions or cultures, but most of them just looked like they would be walking around somewhere in Star Wars. Like that's kind mm. of what I was or thing or like you know Avengers kind of a kind of a thing. Um but I loved the the gold catted it reminded me of like RuPaul's promo look for like season four with like the kind of uh fembot thing. Oh, yeah. Um mm. and the headpiece was was amazing. And her face just always looks gorgeous. Oh incredible incredible face um yeah. I, I thought her dress is lovely I thought um that uh was in it was the next uh Ella Ella day. day yeah um, mm. So if I wrote, I wrote my notes. Uh, glamorous varicose veins, but like, uh... <laughs> yeah. give us deep vein thrombosis, but make it sexy. Oh, absolutely! It's the deepest of the oh. deep. You know? Deep vein thrombosis. Yes. yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing to get done by that Yassify bot is just deep vein thrombosis. And it would look like Van it would look like Elevate. It would like yeah, it would. It's Yassify deep vein thrombosis. Uh, beautiful, beautiful look. Uh, the, I like the hair. I love her makeup. She was giving me very kind of like Katy Perry second yeah. album kind of. Yes, yeah, yeah. Incredible face! Incredible. She looked, really was that po- that pop star going for like the roof of the Sistine Chapel sort of look was kind of what I think what I was going for. And I yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She also was the youngest I think she's looked all season. Like I think she looked so mm. like youthful in that where she kind of had like previously looked like she sort of made herself older in some of the other looks. This like was 
very pop princess, super youthful. I loved the hair. Um, yeah, wish she was overall was a great look. I, I did agree that I, I, the, the hair up would have worked better, I think. Or also, if it was down, I would have liked it in front of her, maybe in a sort of like Eve in the garden sort of goddess mm, sort of way. Venus de Milo um, mm. could have worked. Um, but yeah, that was my only only uh, critique. Vanity again, I think possibly the best she's looked all season with her like Egyptian Aruban goddess. I just loved the ornated headpiece and everything. Fantastic. Her makeup is incredible as well. Yeah. Her makeup was the best yeah. look by a mile. Like mm. so, by the end, like with with Vanity, uh, seeing her go down the runway, I I think before I've been a bit like, oh, it could have been this person or it could have been that person in the top four. And then I saw her there and I was like, I'm happy you're in the top four. I'm happy I got to see you like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's great. Yeah, I yeah definitely. And I do really, th- like, I, I know we, we talked about it already, but I do really think that for me, like, seeing her husband come up in that little, like, untucked fit, <laughs> it, like, it just, it, it just made me appreciate her in a completely different way. It just, because I just, I saw her, I saw, like, her home life. And like how proud he is of her and actually what a massive accomplishment it is for someone who like hasn't been doing drag for such a long time to be able to get their shit together and come and, and mm. do as well. So I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you're here. But also it did very much feel like we knew that Vanity was going to be going in this episode. You knew that the yeah. top three was going to be the, those ones. So this was kind of like a great moment for her to really shine. And her look mm. was gorgeous. Her makeup was gorgeous. Her look and the challenge was gorgeous. Like she really just, every element of this this week she kind of really like did the best she's done all season in definitely mm. definitely yeah and thanks to her misty lip sync as well she's managed to grab one of the highlights of the season like the best lip sync moment as well yeah. which she might wouldn't have got if she left earlier on so. i i genuinely really hope she gets booked for live stuff yeah you know mm. like i worry i hope that like if if bookers are kind of like looking at i would i would go see a live show of hers definitely yeah I think she would be a brilliant live performance. Like I think her, like she would give loads of energy and a lip sync. And once she gets used to doing like kind of hosting and stuff, she'll probably like, she'll be able to tap into that kind of like sassy kind of um, energy she had when the Queens were kind of coming at her and she like grabbed the mic and Mm. walked out in front. Like, I think she'll learn how to use that and tap into it in a way as well. Cause you see the skill is there. She just hasn't really like maybe had Mm. to use it before. Yeah. I think. No, no, Kim, how long is she doing this? Like, I was going to say, I think only two years. He started in 2020. Yeah. During lockdown. Like, I mean, she's yeah. a baba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she'll have no live performance. And I think you can see that coming through. But I think you can see the raw the raw talent she has once finessed a bit. Oh, she's a star. She, I do you know what? I'm so glad she's in. Because I wouldn't have said <laughs> yeah. that she got knocked out in three weeks or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. uh, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, and... There we go. <laughs> and so do goddesses. Yeah. <laughs> The final goddess was Kitty in her sort of Greek golden peak Cupid rapunzel look. Um, again, one of her best. Yeah. Looks yeah. incredible. Looks incredible. Like, uh, she just, she just, she's so beautiful in her face and everything like that. She just, I think it's her best looking runway, but uh, I'm open to have another other, but I thought it was her best looking runway by a mile. I, I loved, I loved the look. I love the gold. I love the pink. It kind of like, for some reason, it kind of brought me to like, sort of like an asterisk and obelisk, mm. that kind of like sort mm. of cartoony place. I, I thought she looked amazing. I loved the like sort of curly, long blonde hair. It was it just like, she looked stunning, really stunning. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting because obviously the queens get the runways beforehand, and I think they all were like, "Okay, we need to allocate some of the budget towards that because that has to look 
good goddess run away. And you have to feel for Vanity and Crystal to a certain extent, but more so Vanity, because I think they put a lot of time into the angel look because the look that they did their stand up in was so immaculate. It was fantastic. And it's a shame that we didn't get to see that flaunted on the runway in a, in a presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah fantastic so I, yeah then we get go on. I honestly thought that Vanity would do a pearl necklace joke but uh, <laughs> I was waiting we were waiting. I was waiting patiently for my pearl necklace joke and it, <laughs> you it didn't, didn't get come. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so then it's just untucked and the messages from home and then uh, which we've kind of discussed already and then it's Ella wins and oh. uh, Crystal and Vanity do a lip sync to hallucinate by Dua Lipa. I did a little tally. Yeah. And in 2021, this is the fifth lip sync from Future Nostalgia. Wow. <clears throat> I like yeah. that. <laughs> so, so, I mean that, that UK- Dua Lipa is going to be challenging Britney and Paula Abdul for like the most lip syncs. In, uh, I'd say so. She must be close. And that must be the most off one album. Oh, it yeah. has to be. That's incredible. Uh, I have to say, for for the briefest of moments before it started, I thought, I was just like, oh my God, we're going to get Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. It's going to be Gimme, Gimme, Gimme as the lip sync song. And then mm. I was sort of... Dis- what, based based on what? Kathy Burke being there. Oh, okay. So, yes. <laughs> Derek Keane. <laughs> Keane is like, what have appetite? Like, what's... <laughs> just because the album's out now, the new album. <laughs> But we haven't yes, had an okay. ABBA lip sync yet. I kind of thought, oh, maybe this will be the moment and it would have mm. been brilliant. But like, I, lo- I love, I-, I would have preferred kind of an old, I, I prefer when they do a bit more of a, like a, an older, an, a, like a deeper cut for the lip sync song. Like the, the super modern right now pop princess songs are fine, but yeah. for, like the, for the like really important lip syncs, I like when they like kind of go back a bit. Um, yeah. I'd like to see him do more like wedding songs, you know, songs that are played at weddings. Like, Come on, Eileen. Yeah. Could you imagine? Do you know what actually? Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine the, the the jizzing movements that would happen if Come on, Eileen? Could you imagine the hand gestures? I'm just saying. Like, Mambo make... number five. <laughs> Come on. They'd need those limp wrists. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be, they'd be death dropping into like a, what's the, the rock the boat movement? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> you got the motion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> death drop the boat. Death drop the boat, that's it. <laughs> A RuPaul should, should go with that. Absolutely. That would absolutely yeah, I agree. I mean, especially when we're talking like oh, Dooley but Future Nostalgia, you know, obviously a massive album, but mm. come on, pick something new, Ru. Like Ru does like his Ru cuts and obviously knows all the words to Girls Aloud. So uh yeah, yeah a bit disappointing. It was it was another Dooley, but look, it's fine. Look, uh Cher Lloyd, that's what I want on the next one. Swagger yeah. Jagger, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine someone crying and panting after Slack and Jack? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it was an honor to lip sync the song and Cher Lloyd's on the panel being like crying at yeah. the <laughs> This is what I wrote this song for. This is- <laughs> <laughs> you may as well change your name to Jagger because you swagger. 
Uh, okay, that's that's the worst. That's Time the worst. to wrap it up. Okay, Time wrap, to wrap, wrap it up. Um, no, <laughs> I do think it was a really good lip sync actually for that though. It was, and I think because it was two younger queens who probably like are re- like who would know like that much better. Maybe they would know an, an older song. Like they both were able to turn out really really good performances. And I actually thought I preferred Vanity's lip sync overall, even mm. though there was kind of no way that she could have ended up going through because. At this stage, she would. This would be her fifth lip sync, was it? I think it was fourth. Was fourth it fourth lip sync? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but could you get, uh, Crystal looked so ill at so many points. Like, like she, she had, <laughs> yeah. she had some sort of lurgy. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> you were not gonna get knocked out by the, you know, by by a norovirus or whatever it is, like you know. Um, I I have my notes. I think Crystal just pipped it because of the hairography I think because <laughs> she had that really long yeah we and the way she was whipping her hair and then you saw Vanity try to do the same thing because her hair wasn't like it was kind of more tangled it just didn't really work mm-hmm. um so but yeah it was very close and it was a great lip sync overall yeah I I wrote down so, so with the results like I wrote down a dignity Milan like an incredibly mm. dignified exit yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and the way she referenced how there's like the the three strong performers. I mean, like it did feel really yeah. genuine, um, which, which mm. was great. And the hug yeah. felt genuine. It felt. I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel like. Uh, I felt. I felt like this was a lovely journey. It's like. Um, I was gonna say this. It's like it's like it's like you know if a person dies and they're at ninety five and you're like they've had good innings and they've yeah, had a yeah, good yeah. life. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. That's how I feel about vanity. I was like, yeah, that's good. You know. <laughs> you can't complain time. with top four no. nine out of ten episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Happy days. You get, you got someone that loves you. It's all good. Yeah. You know? exactly. <laughs> I'm like to, to be fair, like you know, like. She'll get to walk the runway next week in her like finale gown thing because all the rest of the queens will be back to do that True. as well. So it's like mm. she'll actually be in all episodes of the season and just gets to enjoy mm. next week as kind of a spectator. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Right, well, that's it for this week's episode. Alison, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any sort of tours or gigs coming up that you can share as about either in the UK or Ireland? Oh jeez. Uh yeah if you go to alicespittle.com or at alicespittle on Instagram and on Twitter you should find my stuff. I got a podcast called Wheel of Misfortune which is available <laughs> on BBC Sounds. That's with Fern Brady. And uh this week we're looking for people to send in voice notes about either uh go traveling and embarrassing themselves abroad, embarrassing themselves while trying to look cool or mental breakdowns. So if you've got anything on those, <laughs> uh, send them in. I have two stories that tick all of those boxes at the same time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you, stop going to Disneyland. It's very, you know. <laughs> uh, I've got a preview. I'll tell you that. London people, if you oh, yeah. just go to... Uh, I'll just get my calendar up here. I'm doing a preview on the 16th of December in London somewhere. That's it. There we go. Bang. Super cool. <laughs> Thank you, Alison Spittle, as always. It's been a pleasure to have you on, and we'll chat to you soon. Thanks to Alison Spittle for coming back on as well. Uh, it's always really fun to have her and great to hear her insights on, in the stand-up challenge. If you like the show and you'd like to support us in some way, you can support us over at Headstuff Plus. For five euro a month, you will be supporting the show, you'll be keeping us fed, and you'll get our bonus content, which is the workroom, where we cover all the international seasons 
of Drag Race. And we have a lot coming up. We'll be covering Italy and Canada, and we're covering Dragula, and we're going to be covering Queens of the Universe. And Drag Race so France when there. it eventually appears. Whenever that happens. <laughs> so we're looking at the finale of UK, and then, you know, there'll be no more... Uh, we, there, we, there won't be any main episodes, uh, or episodes in the main feed, but we'll be continuing to make episodes over the bonus feed for all those spin-offs. So if you're thinking of getting into one of those after the season ends then hit us up at the workroom and we've got you covered. Next week is going to be the audio from our live show, so it's going to be a bit later than usual, um, and we, you won't be directly addressing this, unfortunately, because it'll just be the live show. But yeah, not to late to get tickets, you want to come along, and you'll hear us next week in the live forum, which I hope you enjoy. We will talk to you then. Have a nice week. See you. Love you. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.